Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Katrine Husum Jensen, Head of People and Culture Americas, ISS, who will be speaking on a better way to hire, using AI to foster inclusivity. Welcome everyone to the Innovation Learning Theater. Uh, my name is Ilva Sandberg. I work for CBRE, funny enough. Uh, and I am the managing director for the Uber relationship uh, globally. We as a company are a global leader in commercial real estate and services. Um, and the investment we create together with solutions for clients of every size in every sector across the geography. With our data, insights, and solutions, Ooh. Uh -huh. we help you <laughs> understand, anticipate, and influence the future of work. Uh, we are pleased to sponsor the Innovation Learning Theater. And now it's my pleasure to introduce uh, my fellow Scandinavian, uh, Katrine Jensen, Head of People and Culture at ISS. She will be talking today about a better way to hire using AI to foster inclusivity. Thank you. Thank you, Ulva. Um, can we turn it on a little bit? Okay, I'm going. Um, my uh, technology leader here decided or advised me to take off the mask because it's better sound, so I'm going to do that. I hope you're okay with that. Um, I am here today to talk about an exciting topic. Um, and I hope you guys think it's as exciting as I do, but we are talking about recruiting um, in the market we're in right now where the labor challenges has probably been more challenging than ever. So, but before we start, I just want to start by taking the temperature in the room. So, and that's not a good sign, but I'll take that. <laughs> I won't take that personally. Okay, I got your name, Colubator. Um, okay, come on in. So, um, can I get a sign of hands of how many right now feel they are impacted by recruitment challenges right now? Okay, good. We're in the same boat. I'm glad about that. Um, so, I'll ask a second question to that. So, when you think about your recruitment process, how many of you are comfortable? that you have a process in place implemented where all candidates, especially the ones that you don't end up hiring, are treated with respect. Yeah? We're, we're talking afterwards. I want to know what you're doing for sure. Okay. Um, and how many, at the, the last one here, how many feel you have a recruitment process in place that are fast, that are effortless, and secondly, now I lost you a little, um, that are completely mobile first. No? Paul, we're talking? Yeah. Okay. So, like many other companies um, at ISS, we work hard to um, improve our retention rates. We want people to stay, we want people to be happy, and we don't want them to leave us. And we're trying to think about new solutions as we work through the challenges we have in the market right now. But as, as we did this, we couldn't help but wonder, what if the challenge we have right now is not about retention? What if the people who would stay with us long term is not even working for us yet? And what if they never had an opportunity to be with us in the first place? See, thinking like that is a major change in the way we think recruitment strategy and work on workforce planning. 
And um, today I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we used a lot of downtime on during COVID when there was not a lot of recruitments going on and what we plan to come back with as a strategy to make sure that we can deal with the market we're in right now. But first of all, why invest all this? It's a huge investment for us, what I'm about to tell you that we've done. We weren't doing a bad job. We hire people every day and we continue to do it. But it was absolutely clear to us that we could not keep doing the same thing over and over again when we knew during COVID that when we were coming back, the world was going to look differently. Probably all heard this about insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's a little bold, maybe a little bit tough to my colleagues in my team to say that's kind of what we were doing. Just let's try again, let's try again. Well, nothing else happened. So we had to stop and we had to look for a new way to come back and face these recruitment challenges post-COVID. Um, globally, in ISS, we hire 100,000 people every year. It's a big number. Um, and of course, that's because of our expansion, our growth. It's also because of the industry turnover we have. But we also knew, like when we're dealing with hiring 100,000 employees every year, we had to address this challenge head on. And we had to look beyond any way we had done before to get people, hire people, find the good talent. And unlike some of our competitors, some of you may be here today, I know I lost one here, but um, we self-deliver 80% of our services. Meaning that people is at the heart of everything we do. And we, we truly believe we don't outsource hiring, we don't outsource training. By the end of the day, we believe that no one knows what is needed better than us. But it also means self-delivering 80%, being the people company we are, that we have more at stake than others. And it also means that we are as a large employer. We have the opportunity to change access to work to get people into the labor market that weren't here before. Hiring 100,000 people a year, we can take that on us. And that's why we also needed to incorporate our DNI objectives into the solution we wanted to create. Because we want to make sure that solution we have calls for also underdeserved, non-traditional applicants to be reached. And we wanted to do that also because we know we have to constantly increase the depth, the breadth of our talent pool. And finally, we wanted to do this more efficiently than we have ever done before. We wanted to tap into this untapped market of the labor market and work strategically to actually match the best candidate to the job we have available. We wanted to enable people to make places, which is our company's purpose. So, during COVID, downtown, downtime, not a lot of recruitments going on, we sat down as a team and re-evaluated everything. All recruitment initiatives, all processes, the way we operate, the way we attract, and the way we tell the story. Why come work for ISS? We had to come back stronger, we had to meet the new normal, 
And we know we're in it right now, and we're certainly going to be in it in January too. We have to be ready for clients to open up back services and get people, the best people, to deliver these, these um, experiences to our clients. So during this process, we found out that one thing was for sure, and that's the power of artificial intelligence when it comes to, to recruitment. And we also saw it as a critical part of DNI, everything we do within diversity and inclusion, because that's important to us. Sorry. AI can help break down unconscious bias. It will all take you 15 seconds to decide if you want to hire me or not. We wanted to break that down, that unconscious bias we had to get through. Um, the solution also enabled us to find people where they are, not where we are, but where they are, and that's important, and allow that everything we do can be handled from a mobile. 350,000 globally is employed by ISS, 10,000 here in the US, and we welcome 4,000 employees every year just from a attrition and expansion point of view. When we win new clients, we have to staff them up. And we have to fast staff them up swiftly, quickly, successfully. And that can be anything from a couple of hundred employees to thousands of employees at one location, separate location. But in order to be successful when good things like that happen, we needed to make sure we had a solution that can adapt to that because that's mass recruiting. And that needs to be speedy, respectful, and most of all, it has been absolutely key for us that we don't compromise on making people feel welcomed and feel like they're cared for. So, that's the challenge, and it's a good challenge, and it's good I like a challenge. I get motivated by it, I get energized it. Um, so, in our process, we decided to partner with an AI tech company to create the tool I'm going to show you or talk to you about now. Um, speed to hire is everything. And also keeping the AI persona close to our culture, our heartbeat, the voice of the company. And that's how Iris was born. So this is Iris. And the need for IRIS was driven by our business requirements, not me and as a functional leader in HR saying this is what we need. This is my leaders telling me that we need, in, we need to be able to expand this pool of qualified candidates. We need to be able to recruit faster, de decrease the time to fill. Speed, efficiency is everything. And the reducing of unconscious bias when we hire, because by the end of the day, we want to lead with inclusion first. So how can Iris then help us and by the end of the day our clients? Iris can interact with thousands of candidates at the same time in numerous of different languages. And she can be the voice in the conversation that gives the feel of who we are as a company, what our culture is like. And she matches candidates with the available jobs in a heartbeat, in an instant. Um, and she makes sure also to support them. This is not easy. All of us know who we're dealing with at times. Um, can't be, can be very complicated to apply for a job at times. This has to be easy, and Iris can guide our candidates. We can also, via Iris, use text-to-apply codes. We can spread them out 
and meet candidates where they are. And that's a big game changer for us to meet them there. And it's also a big game changer in how we use social media. Irish can something, she can more, she can a lot, but she can also integrate with our other HR tools. She can um, ensure that everybody feels like they're listened to, um, and she can schedule interviews for our leaders, um, and she can answer questions on basic employee care things. And you skipped a little bit ahead of time, Janine, but that's okay. Um, I'll get back to this in a second. Bottom line of all this is we truly believe that conversational HR is going to be a game changer for us in the way we elevate our candidate experience in the company. Um, we're going to be delivering a whole new candidate experience, but also importantly is I'm going to give time back to a lot of my leaders. They're going to get time back to develop talent, to work to create the best team that by the end of the day is going to deliver stronger results for our clients because they don't need to review a lot of applicants. They don't need to schedule a ton of interviews. They don't need to deal with a lot of no-shows because they thought they were going to meet this person, but that person didn't show up because Iris will take care of that for them. But to this part, Iris is really only the beginning for us. And again, back to our DNI efforts. DNI is a matter of heart to us. And we want to make sure every person that not just joins our company, but that thinks about joining our company or that meets us somewhere, feels like they're welcomed, feels like they're respected, and feel that we care for them. Not in spite of what makes them unique, but because of what makes every one of us unique. And that's why we took it to the next level and say, OK, we developed Iris, but let's add on additional personas to meet our candidates, depending on what information they give us. Meaning that one of you may talk to Iris, but another one may talk to Phyllis or Mavis or Favis, depending on the information you provide us with the journey, along the journey. So that, that's where we are now. That's what will be our uh, recruitment strategy going forward and the way we feel we come back stronger and able to um, meet the labor market where the labor market is right now. Um, and I want to just take, I'm looking at my watch here, I think we have time, a couple of minutes just to talk about the future of how we see recruitment and this going. And the truth is, of course, nobody in here, I think, knows, nobody, maybe a couple, saw the pandemic coming. Um, but we do believe and talk a lot about the gig economy and how that is going to influence this industry. Personally, I think it's going to impact us hugely. And we know we need to be able to be that partner to our clients, also to guide and advise on how do we deal with that? How do we stay flexible? Because the gig economy demands flexibility more than everything we've ever tried. And I'll give you a couple of examples of what we're talking about right now. Um, flexibility in the way we pay people. Will it be keep being okay to pay people every second week or so? Probably not. And I know we know, you know you're running the Uber account, Ulva. That's not how it, it's done at Uber. Um, so we have to start to find a solution on how do we make sure we pay people and can compete with other uh, companies that have this incorporated already. That's a, that's a top priority for us. 
The other thing is the transparency and the visibility on how we match people to um, jobs. If we think two years from now, maybe I think our employees will wake up in the morning, they will turn on their um, phone, they'll go into an app, and they'll most likely decide where they want to go to work that day. And that place is perhaps not the same every day or every other day. And maybe it's Monday to Friday one week and it's Tuesday to Thursday one week. We don't know, we just know we need to be able to have the infrastructure in place to be able to deal with that flexibility. That's top of mind right now. We truly believe that technologies can help us with this, just like uh, Iris is helping us a lot with recruitment right now. We right now feel like we're getting to crack the co code on recruitment with this inter internal infrastructure. And honestly, I believe everybody can, can do the same thing us also. But back to my first question. I don't think we treated everybody, especially the one we did not hire with the respect they deserve when they got into our company or interacted with us. But now, hand on heart, I think we, we can do it. Um, and that's why this is important for us. And that's why we plan to stay ahead of the game and continue to innovate uh, with Iris because we want to enable people to make places and we want to make sure that we can be a trusted advisor to our clients um, by the end of the day. Thank you. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org content to submit your idea.